0: Back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Cover 3. Cover 3 has locations in San Antonio and Austin and the surrounding areas. And it's Wednesday, hard, so Cover 3, wine. And what else is popping in Cover
1: 3? So if you're in the Austin area make sure tomorrow that you go by <clears throat> cover three Anderson Lane one of the GMs David Robert, Dave Rod, Rod, excuse me Dave Ramirez is now going to be leaving and he's been there mm. since cover three was started probably like 12, 13 years he's former military salute to him thank you for your services he is going to be leaving so from five to seven they're going to have a happy hour honoring him tomorrow. And then also, if you're in the North Austin area, they are going to start serving crawfish. Crawfish season is upon us. So, yes, cover two off of 183 will now start serving crawfish. We sampled some the other night. Let me just tell you, them things are bigger than what I thought they were going to be. And they are ready. They season them right. Everything's good. Go to cover-3.com for the latest on everything. Cover-3.com.
0: Hmm, cover three, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, moving on a little bit before we get into Dak's comments and back. I can't believe I couldn't Mike say Ramirez. Ramirez. I couldn't say little, Ramirez. Little like, Rodriguez, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. Hey, I know. <laughs> Be careful. We have a it time. was because of Juan have,
1: Nacho that we yeah. were talking about. We were just talking about Juan Nacho Fernandez, the three-point shooter. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on over there. No, I feel you. <laughs> Be careful. You know, days and time, What?
0: You know how we are in this time. you know, sensitive. But anyway, (laughs) hey, I saw a tweet a while ago. Jonas, let me know. And I saw you uh, hard before we get into Dallas, whatever. Okay, clarify this to me with this Gary Patterson situation and UT. What's I mean, what's the real? And how did this start?
1: Well, first off, Gary Patterson's wife is a UT alum. So okay. let's get that out there. She she was she was at the University of Texas back in the day with Ricky Williams was there. So she's been around for a while. Then you sit and you wait and you say, okay, Chris Del Conte. Oh, you know what? Chris Del Conte was the athletic director at TCU. Where is he now? The University of Texas. Gary out of work. Yeah, let's go ahead and look at that and not only add that Gary was seven and three against the Texas Longhorns in his career while he was at TCU. So all that being said, Gary's no longer coaching. Well, now he's going to be on the staff at the university of Texas. He's going to be the special assistant to the head coach. And which means I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to position it to where he can be another coach on the field. But what my man, Chip Brown over at uh, horns 24 seven is reporting that Gary is evaluating right now the class of 2023 recruits because junior days are coming up, and he wants to make sure that they have everything in place. So Gary Patterson will be on the University of Texas staff. We don't know at what capacity yet. He was at the game last night. He had on his burnt orange. He had a UT shirt on. And it does look weird for a lot of people. A lot of people are having a hard time with this. Uh, Some people are happy. But a lot of people are not just because of it. And he's got a statue at TCU. They built a statue for Gary Patterson Mm. at TCU. And now he's sleeping with the enemy. (laughs) Well, first of all,
0: <laughs> since, he's, since this isn't the worst, because if he just showed, I don't care if his wife is an alumni for UT or not. If he just showed up with some burnt orange and stuff, I got a problem with that. Because I'm like, hey, man, I understand you ain't with TCU no more. But if they're bringing him on the staff and he's going to be a capacity. Now, let me yes. ask you this. Do you, I mean, is this a move more than just his coach and expertise and everything and with the defense? Because we know where Gary's at on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think that this is any kind of boost to even enhance the recruiting capability with Gary? Maybe I mean, where well, is Gary out on the recruiting? Rumors that there?
1: There is a former player of Gary Patterson that was entered in the transfer portal. He's from Maynard, Texas, right up the road. He is uh Texas is very high on his radar for being in the transfer portal. Now, school is about to start here in the next couple of days in in Austin. So, these kids kind of have to be here. They're started there already they already started their workouts. So for Gary, yes, this is definitely gonna help on the recruiting trail. This is definitely gonna help fix some of the things that we saw on the defensive side because what you said, he's a defensive genius, and so now him and p k are going to have to work together to kind of see some of the schemes and things. There we go with that word again, schemes, instead of just putting people <laughs> in the right place. We're going to look at uh, some of these things to try to kind of help fix the defense at the University of Texas. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, John. I have a question. So to answer your question long-winded way, yeah, he's going to be at Texas. Uh, uh, okay. okay.
2: I have a question for the two of y'all here, and, and maybe it's just a tin hat conspiracy. But if... <laughs> if Chris Del Conte has the, had the relationship with Gary Patterson from TCU, how hot, mm-hmm. how hot could Sark's seat be right now to have him already in, to now have Gary Patterson already in the fold to, if you needed to make a move on, you already, you've already established a professional relationship with Patterson at Texas to be able to make the move for, for him at head coach should things go differently next year um
0: look i'll, I'll let hard get into it. I, this is my opinion i don't i see i was actually before you said that i was going to go to the fact that this is the piece of what sark has learned from alabama and what nick does is bringing guys in whether they're in your conference rivals or whatever bringing them in NFL coaches that that would be one where i would think of it first this is just uh, another one of those now your take i, I it's very rare in college you see that maneuver where if a university such as the stature of the University of Texas would decide to part ways after next season with Sark um, that they would already have the coach in waiting or the coaches on the sideline, they go out and get there. That's I mean, that goes in the NFL, but uh, my can speak to it. I very rarely see that. Now, we just had an example of that in Notre Dame. I mean Notre Dame uh, Kelly goes and takes LSU. The brother Notre Dame has been on the staff. He's the head coach now. So I'm not Freeman. saying it. Uh,
2: yeah, Freeman. I'm not yeah. saying it never happens. Happened with but, Day and but, Day and Meyer at but, Ohio State. He was on his staff.
0: Well, you get me. The, what do you think? What do you think up. on that, Hard? What do you think? What's your take on that?
1: Well, number one, from some of the things that I've heard and some of the people that I've talked to, I don't. I don't think Sarc-C is that hot. Um, I think definitely the relationship with. Um, Chris Del Conte helps Patterson, but it also helps Sark as well because Chris Del Conte is somebody that is very open. He comes and talks to you. He'll let you know where you stand. They'll have a meeting. But the biggest thing for me is if if Sark didn't want him there, he would not have been there. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Because if if, if there was a threat, or Sark would feel that there was a threat, because you have to. He went to Del Conte and talked about this. This was in the works. Uh, soon as soon as he decided he wasn't going to coach the rest of the season there for for TCU. So there were some times and relationships to, uh, across the board that have always been there that people, you know this as well as anybody, there's a lot of relationships that have been there for a long time that a lot of people don't see or know to the point of where it is right now. Mark. So there's a lot of that 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 happens, especially when you always talk about it. You never know who your boss is going to be. There was Dana Holgerson who ended up leaving one place and then a coach the the athletic director went to another and brought Dana. We see it all the time. It's who you work with and who you're comfortable with, and then you start making those decisions. But if Sarkwood didn't want Gary Patterson there sark uh Gary Patterson wouldn't be at University of Texas.
0: yeah, I would probably take your word and believe that and also. This logic that way, and I, and I and I like the way you started the take, which I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't know if Sarge's seat's going to be that hot. I mean, because at the end of the day, man, we're whether it's NFL, college. I mean, and I told you, NFL's three years, college sometimes damn near feels two. But I think we need to just reel it back and just look in '80s to everybody involved. Is like, look, man, you got to give people time, and I, I think in regards to a certain extent, and I think also. You know, with Sark, it's going to depend on really these recruiting classes because I don't see Texas jumping ship on him until he actually gets his recruiting classes in and on the field and in the program. You know, it's just it, what what makes it so alarming. Like what makes it so even the fact that lets your your mind go there, Jonas, and other people out there, especially people that have the rooting interest in Texas and in Austin. In my opinion, is the fact that you've been in this you've been in this rut. In regards to where you've seen you you've had the stability of Mac Brown, and then you've seen this era where you've gone to Charlie, then you've gone to oh nah, man, you know. Um. You know, what's my man's name last name? Tom Herman's going to be the guy now. Sorry. So you get in a cycle as a fan base and you're like, man, you know what? Nah, man, we didn't we didn't we didn't even qualify for a bowl. And it goes in that just like those franchises that are in in those quarterback searches or you miss the playoffs for five or six years and you're used to this. And it's just like, damn another coach after this another co- and you get assumed to like okay but it just comes down to where the buck needs to stop somewhere and i do think with sark and the recruiting i don't think the seat's going to be that until he actually gets these classes on there i think sark at the minimum is going to get uh 3 years uh in the minimum the only way it's going to get turned up is in that third year um and i think right hardy in his third year they would be would they be in the SEC by then in his third year or when does that come affect? They're, suppo- they're, they're supposed to be there at 25, 25. 25.
1: So, yeah, right, be- that's a- right before LeBron James' son get drafted by the Spurs. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> I'm telling you, man, that's going to be the year. The year that happened, I'm telling you, that's the year that the NBA is changing the rule from the high school, the year that Bronny's right there. Yeah. This is coming down the pipeline. pretty. I've been saying this for years, but I'm telling you, they're changing that age limit as soon as Bronny's getting ready. But back to the topic at hand. I just feel that, yes, yeah, he's yeah. going to get – Sark is gonna get at least, I would say, that first year in the SEC to see what he can do. To see what he can do. That's that's yep. my opinion on that.
1: His recruiting is 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 already trending towards that. He's done some things uh internally staffing, all the things that he's doing. He's trending towards that SEC. But got to win the Big 12 first before you start thinking about that, bro. Man,
0: yeah, and that Big 12, I mean, you got to wonder how OU, what what uh, step back they're going to take maybe a little bit with Lincoln Riley going, their quarterbacks in the transfer pro. So you have to see that. I'll tell you right now, man, the team that's coming in, the Big 12 with momentum next year, and that's the Baylor Bears. Right, they, they've they got some momentum to where yeah. they. If you ask me right now in January who I think is going to be the favorite – to win the Big 12, is, or if I had to pick some team to win the Big 12 next year without even seeing Texas on the field or OU, I'm going with Baylor. Just by the way, they send it, and there's yep. something special about that coach. one eight hundred seven zero seven All right, back to the pros, Arch. Uh, we talked about it on Monday, uh, but Dak Prescott, like you said, emotions have cooled down, things have cooled down a little bit, and says, hey, man. I regret having him making the comment about the refs, and the reason yeah. why I bring this up—not to spend too much time on it—but it show it goes to show you the extra responsibility that Dak Prescott has because who he the because for one what he looks like, and number two, him the quarterback and the team he plays for. Like normally, I knew that that didn't really sound right, but if you look at the contest, and you heard it, and you saw it live, and you saw a smile. It was one of those like, oh yeah, really, really. But in the day and time we're in. You can't really act like you promote that. You're promoting violence to the refs. So I think in other quarterback situations, probably would have been just swept in the run. But no, Dak has to make a comment about it. And that shows you exactly the kind of pressures we're on. Now, the other news today uh, in the NFL, besides getting ready for the division round, is Bruce Aarons. Bruce Aarons was hit with 50 stacks, 50 racks. And for y'all translations, and you bought it, that's 50,000. Okay? 50 racks. So, And this is for pushing... Well, swiping at a player's helmet as no, safety. No, no, the safety. he
1: he slapped him. He slapped him on the. He head. slapped him in the back of the head. Back of the head. Okay. Now I saw the whole thing too. Okay. I saw the whole yeah. thing too. Now this is about
0: everybody knows you'll get a penalty. I think it's a ten or fifteen yard penalty if you're trying to pull or jump on a pile to pull guys off a of pile. And this is what this safety was doing. And Bruce is on the field as far as it swiping the back of the head. You know, got to find this sounds, this smells to me all over the players union. Okay, hard is this? I mean, let's let's go on the old school and on the rocker. I mean, is this one of these? It's like okay, man, Bo Beckler, uh, you know, uh, Woody Hayes. I mean, is I mean, we know the times are different, but I'm thinking like, okay, this is not a college of pop word. I mean. How do you feel about it? I mean, is this like no hands-off respect? Is this one of those? Like, Bruce coach looked like, like he
1: was nervous after he hit old boy. Like when he hit him, he looked nervous. He I got to like, get oh, Jonas to pull I, that I up for me. I got to see that yeah, during break. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, and then he tried to give him an elbow too, and he was like, don't do it, don't do it. But then, you know, he's already appealing this, by the way. He's already putting up is. for appeal. So Bruce yeah. did. Yeah, he's already appealing this because, again, he didn't hit another team's player. He hit his own player. So right. and the the fine came from the Buccaneers, and I think the NFL is a part of it as well. I think this is a, a group thing. I, I got to check to make sure, but Bruce Arians does what every other coach does when you're being a, a, a dummy, basically. If you're being doing something stupid, he's like, come on, man, you can't, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. But in this day and age in which we live, I mean, I had my face mask almost ripped off one time by a coach because I was talking so much trash on the sideline to another player. Right. I understand that, but in today's society and the way things are, and Bruce, like I said, wait till you see the video. Bruce looked like he was a little nervous, like, I think I went too far. I might get popped upside the head real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of it all, he was wrong. He knows he's wrong. $50,000 on your own team, I think that's a little little harsh.
0: And I'm looking. just pulled it up in the TV in the screen up here in the studio. Um, everything you said, I mean, in the con, I mean, to me that kind of tap to me, I don't, I don't. Maybe it's just old school. I don't think it's that big of a problem. But yet and still, uh, the reaction. Now, because to me, the reaction to the from the player from the safety, it didn't look like he was. He was like, "Yo, man, what the hell you touch?" We've seen that with coaches and players, especially at the NFL no. level. Like, what the hell you touched before fifty thousand? That seems kind of harsh, but I think right, But but with NFL right now, I'm telling you, man, DeMarie Smith, everybody knows listening to me while well, I ain't been a big fan of his, but DeMarie Smith is really, this relationship between the NFL Players Union and ownership and coaches, it's really at a all-time, like I don't think it's as bad as baseball as we're right now, but it's pretty bad to where it's like you do anything I'm going to the player, for, I don't care if it's the COVID testing. I don't care if it's the math. I don't care if it's a vaccine shot. I, if you just, if you're coming in and you hit one of your, now if this is another player on another team, okay. But your player like that, I mean, to me, that's between in the player. I mean, mo- most people look like he's out of line. I get it. But maybe it's just me seeing like, because like, to me, I judge everything. The, the The granddaddy of all, I judge incidents like this to the poster child of it in Bobby Knight in my era. I judge everything from coaches losing things. Dude, Coach Izzo
1: at Michigan State. Bobby will catch hands right now, though. No. Bobby will catch yeah. hands right now. <laughs> yeah, because Bobby, Bobby had to catch hands Yeah, right Bobby had now, chairs, <laughs> the whips.
0: Like, hey, Bobby, yeah. chill out, man. Uh, but even Izzo from Michigan State, he's been in the crosshairs two yep. out of three years with altercation. He's had Draymond Green come out and he'll defend him publicly. I get it. I think 50000 is a little bit excessive. But, again, I'm bringing this up because I think this situation is really about where the players' union is at with the NFL and how they're treated. They're looking at everything. Everything is on deck. Watch the way you move
2: when it comes to
0: that. That's my opinion on that.
2: Arians responded, by the way.
0: Okay, we'll get to his response. we get back, we'll get to Dustin's phone call as well. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zingzang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zingzang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zingzang full strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zingzang
3: responsibly.
1: Harbaugh hard here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just want to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like the Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to Cover-3.com for more details.
0: All right, back here on the Sports Grind Calvin Casey, Mike Harge 1-800-707-9760 Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang, two words, a key to any perfect cocktail and that's Zing Zang Make sure you go try out their pre-made alcoholic ready to drink Or you can just stick to the mix and add your favorite alcohol as well, that is Zing Zang official sponsor of the Sports Grind All right, so um, before we get to Dustin's call here real quick, another thing, um, yeah, so putting the, uh, you know, finishing the Bruce Aarons thing, in my opinion, um, he might have to win the pill. In my opinion, I'm not saying that we need to have players subject to hands-in-the-face mask, hitting players or whatever, but I do think like everything in life, there's levels to everything, and I believe at the end of the day, this ain't Friday Night Lights It ain't college. I know little Tommy's watching, little Jose's watching, little Tyrone's watching, okay? But at the end of the day, this is a professional player that I just looked at it again and just said, hey, man, we're in the heat of the battle. This is a game seven elimination. Know the rules. It's a penalty, just a tap. Like if the player didn't have it, but again, this is more about where the players' union is with the league, and regardless whether this guy wanted to have a problem with it or not, the eyes are out there, and DeMarie Smith and the players had to do something about it. But I wouldn't be surprised if he, if the fine gets reduced uh, from 50000 I wouldn't be surprised on that. Um, but what, what do you got?
2: Just so his comments, mm-hmm. all right, uh, he was asked, according to ESPN, he was asked on Monday. You're
0: talking about Bruce, right? Bruce, yes,
2: uh-huh. if he regretted making the physical contact with his player. And he said no, flat out. He said, I've seen Dome. <laughs> You can't pull guys out of a pile. We just got a big play. Great field position, as you're talking about. And he's trying to pull a guy out of a pile. And I was trying to knock him off that guy so he didn't get a penalty. So he has zero regrets. No regrets.
0: Because he just can't change with the times. No regrets. Yeah, he can't change with the times. I mean, I get it. But I'm just saying to me, I don't have too much of a problem with it, but we'll see. Speaking of player union and stuff, you know, one question I have for you switching the gears before we get to Dustin's phone call, Arch, uh baseball. Uh, the news I came across today, uh, Correa, you know, the free agent from Houston, we all know who that is, hired a uh, public enemy one, the devil, okay, of MLB baseball and owners. There's been a fight between this guy and baseball to where he even said, okay, you don't want me that, I'll go to Mono and lock him up. Screw with me that way. He's Mm -hmm. hired Scott Boris. Okay, Correa. What's your thoughts on that, man? And the Mm -hmm. part two to that question, Harge, is does it really matter? I mean, because I don't think anything's moving right now during a lockout or anything like that. Nobody, even the big guys, is Correa, who's ever free? Are they really going to get these contracts during a lockout? What's your thoughts on both of those situations?
1: No, but they can they can have those conversations. I think. I mean, you know, don't have those conversations, but yeah. they can do that. But here's the thing with Boris. I mean, I, what I really think is Correa had to take the time to to see to see who was going to be the best for him. You look at all the money that was out there. A bunch of guys got their money right before the lockout. You know, Seager. Um, uh, shortstop Simeon in, in in Arlington. All the people got paid prior to the break. Carlos is thinking, okay, the only way I'm going to get this big dollar now is if I go with the devil. And that's who that is. Scott Boris is that person that he has all of the highest paid players, and that's why Chipper Jones went after him when he did when he was talking about, oh, Boris going to complain about championships because the Braves did it at this time, this time. It's just because they don't have any of those big-name players. Hmm. And now you're looking at the Dodgers who were part of that where they had all those big-name players, but they didn't end up winning it. So when it all breaks down, is looking at that money that's out there and the offers he probably wasn't liking with the group that he has, but he knows that Boris will do everything besides – Try to come to your house and kick over your furniture to get that to get that sign. <laughs> what do you so, What do you think? Did, I I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind mm. it because at the end of the day, you know you know how the business goes. You got to try to maximize your dollar at that time, right? To be able to to be successful because we don't know what the what the lockout situation is going to be. We don't know what the money is going to look like in a few years. They're still going back and forth about money. How you going to break it all up? So he's looking at it as, okay, I got one shot at this big deal. Let me go ahead and get the man that's going to be able to get me what I want, when I want, and let's roll from there.
0: And and the other part to that, where to give me, um, you know, I'm not going to hold you to it, but just give me a ballpark. Where where, where do you think the number in years, where is Korea at? Where do you think really this, give me a ballpark where you think that this is going to land on him for any team where he's really at?
1: Correa really wants up into that three fifty, three seventy five. He wants that. He wants that Lindor money, right? He wants that Lindor money, and we talked about this at the time, and and we don't know if he's going to to warrant that because we talk about it all the time. You 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 start hamstringing your your franchise when you're giving away all that money, right? You start looking at the salary cap, the luxury tax. All the stuff that goes in it. When you go over that salary cap, you ended up paying a lot of money on those taxes. Mm. And you know that. You run yeah. a business. The taxes yeah. is out there. Yes, yeah, sir. It's coming to get you. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. So I just about think that Correa, the way he put up those number. yeah, he wants, he wants up to 375, I would think.
0: And how many years is that, you think?
1: Well, it just all depends. I mean, what is he, 27 right now? So okay. you put that on... Ten years, About or you 10. put that on five, seven years, eight years. I mean, yeah. where's his where's his peak level going to be? I know he takes care of himself, but he's had injuries too. Huh. You, know, you try to put yourself in that position, but there's a lot of times that it's not in that position. Yeah, true. So true. What you got, Jonas?
2: At twenty seven, Lenore signed his ten year deal. So if, okay. if if that's the yeah. comparison for what he could be looking, that's for, the comparison. It's mm-hmm. the age group. Yeah. It's the money group. So at least Ten, 10 years is probably what he's looking and, for. And that
0: wouldn't be bad because, again, like Hard City's he's 27. So, I mean, you finish a contract at 37 if you don't move him on by then. But the, the history shows you, I mean, right around 34, 33, 35, you start hitting that wall possibly SB and it starts down going a little out. bit. Yeah. yeah. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Dustin. Dustin, you on the Sports Crown here on Ticket 760, 1300 in the zone. What's up, Dustin.
3: Hey, guys, uh, Sports Grind, y'all are awesome. Uh, Calvin, hard job, the best, man. I appreciate y'all taking my call, man.
0: Thanks, man. Uh,
3: so I just wanted to go back to this Cowboys game and the officiating and how how bad it is. I, like, I realize the Cowboys had the 14 penalties, uh, but several of those penalties, the encroachment, they could have easily went the other way as false uh, false starts because Trent Williams moved. And you could see it in the replay on at least two mm-hmm. of them. And then at the end of the game on the draw play up the up the middle, nobody is talking about it. I wanted to hear, hars uh, you and Calvin, uh, you know, what you guys think about it. Uh, when Dak went into his slide, I see the linebacker land on top of him. Like they could have easily threw a flag for, you know, you're not supposed to touch a quarterback whenever he's sli- or not supposed to tackle him. You're supposed to touch him down.
0: That's a great point.
3: You can see the linebacker like pop up in summer fifty one you can see him pop up and look to the sideline like, "Oh my God, they're gonna throw a flag on me like he he knew, so to me, it was just a typical way the cowboys season to end um you know on a controversial call like that i mean I would have liked to at least see one more play, you know with the second and then if you would have if they would have called that penalty, they would have got fifteen more yards but um You know, this is kind of what I expected the Cowboys to do, but I I expected it to be in the Divisional or maybe the NFC Championship game, not just, you know, a bigger slap in the face being, you know, the wild card game. Yeah,
0: I got you, Dustin. Thanks for the phone call, man, and the kind words. Um, Look, I, I haven't heard anybody talk. I know it played, I remember, but I haven't heard anybody talk about that. That wasn't the lightning rod coming Monday. I mean, we didn't even touch on it. Now, granted, what Dustin's talking about, when a quarterback gives himself up, I mean, when a quarterback slides, he's right. giving himself up. Um, I'd have to go back and look at that play again. I, I, it could be, oh, but I know you don't. Exactly yeah, I know, know exactly what he's talking about. He's 100% he correct.
1: Yeah. Then, he's 100% correct because when he gives him up, he came from the backside. So he fell on him from the backside. So you, you're automatically seeing that he is going down because you're chasing him. I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. That's what you call it—the grassy knoll. That's the grassy <laughs> knoll right there. <laughs> Look, but can you imagine? Can you imagine
0: if they throw that flag right there and that gives Dallas a first down, and they go Man, ahead they and get into twenty? The anyway.
1: They threw them all game anyway. Why not throw another one out there? Throw another one. Why not? Because that, that, that
0: flag would have probably put them on the twenty. Like the deck flat could have put them on no, the 20 in the so the cuz that, that was the on fi- the
1: 24 that okay. was on the 24 So it would have been So they would have been in a, they would have been at the 10
0: And it would have been time for one more play at the 10 yard line
1: Exactly Dak That's hits right. Lamb That's on a right.
0: slant they win and all hells breaking loose
1: no, they would not throwing the ball to CD Lamb. Troy Aikman just told you that, bro. <laughs> he ain't throwing the ball to CD Lamb.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah, that's that. I never. I heard nobody since Money talk. It was all about man. You're right, sprinting right. there. The that's ref got great in the way. Point. Yeah, because I've seen <laughs> conspiracies like the refs got in the way. He touched the line. He not letting Dak spot. Hey, man. Bottom line is, don't put yourself in that position. No, win winning, win, win, win yeah. the game. You know, because <laughs> hell, we didn't even touch on right. steel. And I haven't even dived in in regards to controversy in the Cincinnati Bengals game. Yep. I mean, what the the whistle? What was it? What was the actually deal with that Jonas the, in the Cincinnati Bengals game?
2: Yeah, so it's a matter of timing as to an official had blown the whistle, believed to be the official from the side the sideline uh-huh. where Burrow was at, which would have blown the play dead with even with the ball in the air, right. And so before the the concept, the idea is that before the receiver, which I believe was Higgins, catches the ball in the end zone while the ball is still in the air, the whistle was blown. With the idea, the belief that Joe Burrow was w- stepped out of bounds or whatever that an, an inadvertent whistle was even what it's close, called.
1: Either. exactly.
2: Yeah. But but the the fact is, you hear a whistle, play stops. And so it's a Tom Tom Palosaro was out there. You know, retweet, you know, sharing, tweeting out the the rules around, you know, phantom whistles and all this stuff like that. But the conversation now is is even the is the whistle a reviewable play? Well, those. And so that's. Well, that's one of those get in season committee, man, get in the rules committee
0: that every year when we come to this time where there's pass interference from the Saints getting screwed in the Minnesota game or whatever game that was uh, the Saints getting screwed. It's it's one of the uh, in the Rams game. On the PIT, it always goes back to this time of year. Let's talk about it in the rules committee. Let's vote on it. It, It's just, it's pretty much, and the more cameras and the more replays that we have in all these stadiums in the day of social media, it's only going to get tougher in regard. But my whole thing, and I don't know if I've said this since hard has been on the show, but the whole deal with me is like, How much do we really want to give these officials more and more every offseason and new rules changing? Go ahead and get used to this rule. Pass interference can be challenged. Oh, well, we tried that out for a season. Take this away. Okay, go ahead and look more for the taunting. If they do this, oh, well, we're going to tweet that. The catch. Well, the catch is actually going to be two hands, the possession, and the ground. And they're not even all the way full time to where they're full time around the clock, 365. The That's the biggest issue get. right
1: there. That's the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. As much money as the NFL is making year to year on this game, we're paying. they're paying Roger Goodell like $40 million. Like, what What? what are we doing? Put some of that money into those officials so we can stop complaining about them. Yeah. Look, it's just like they're trying to talk about robotic uh, baseball umpires. Mm. Don't, 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 that, that, treat them the right way and things will work out. I mean, Take care of them. Give them the insurances. Do the things like a normal business would. In that way, we won't have these discussions because what I see right now isn't out. Every single time, well, they're not even full-time. They're not this. They're not that. Well, come on, what are we supposed to do with these referees? You, you pay them and put them in the right position so we don't have these controversies. We yeah. talk about it every year. You talk about the rules committee. We're dealing with the rules committee where Mike Tomlin said, oh, yeah, that's a great rule. That benefited us in that game. But the next time, it's not going to benefit you, and you're going to be upset about it. Mm-hmm. Why Why are we doing this? Like, why is this every single year we're having these types of plays in discussion.
0: Good Terrible. Point. Good point. I mean, I think they'll continue because, like I said, NFL, I said, in the top of the first hour, NFL's king. There's a lot of eyes, and like, like Peyton Manning said, doing the Manning Cat, like this, every game is game seven. I mean, I never heard anybody put it like that, but, I mean, it's the way Peyton put it like, hey, no disrespect, true, but these man. games that are elimination games and anything go wrong uh, basically are game sevens. I I know you weren't here yesterday, hard. But how did we didn't get a chance. How, how did you like our Super Bowl picks performance? Did they kind of surprise you a little bit? They surprised me that they came out that crisp to do what they did. There, Arizona.
1: Say that one more time. Yeah, I said, I said
0: right no. Now. You I'm weren't sure. here yesterday. I said, but how did you? What was your thoughts on Monday night with our Super Bowl pick, the Rams? How they looked? I didn't I didn't expect them to come out that crisp, but they, they can't.
1: I did not either. But can we talk about how bad man? Uh,
0: I did. The the
1: Cardinals were. It goes back to being unprepared. It was like, what? What are you? You've been waiting for this moment. Kyler looked like a deer in headlights. He looked so scared that he looked like he didn't know what was going on, where they were coming from. Von Miller, back to being himself, was coming around the edge. Mm. Darnold coming up the middle. Donald, I mean, he's coming up the middle. I mean, this entire team look like they were at the point where, okay, now it's time for us to go. And Matthew Stafford only threw the ball 17 times, but he's going to have to throw the ball this week. He's going to have to because that is that run game that that the Buccaneers have. You can't run against the Bucks. We talked about it from the beginning of the season, and now that's the team that we saw this past weekend. Looks like the team that we saw win the championship last year.
0: Right, like sets out of a big one between Rams and Tampa this weekend. But anyway, all right, that's a yeah. wrap for today's show. Special thanks to producers of the show, Jonas Clark, special thanks to Mike Hart, Special thanks to Sam Spin the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people of Tyler, people in the shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for hit the snooze button before you're out the rack. Just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.